Good afternoon, all. How are you all doing? Welcome to the main event with Spring and Wing. Uh, let's see today for our topics. We have three gems for you. Uh, let's go ahead and get started. Our first one is going to be what might be your favorite memory from the era of basically the core four of the Royals in the past mm, three, five, seven years. Since there's a good chance they're they're all going to leave. So, which. Just in case some of our listeners aren't extremely familiar with what you call the core four, sure. would you like to inform them? Well, yeah, you know, we got Moose, we got Kane, we got Eric Hosmer, then my my buddy Pablo Escobar, whose real name is Alcides Escobar, but I call him Pablo because that's just who I am. So, yeah. Jason Vargas isn't considered like the core four. No, he didn't grow up with all of he's them. He's a fifth. He's a fifth. Remember, but... You could throw him in there. You could, but again, he's the core four all kind of grew together, kind of came up together, kind uh, of thing. I to an extent, that. they were all part of the club. When in, when we had the losing seasons, you could say, to an extent. Oh, they all were definitely partaking in the losing. No, very much so. Especially uh, in the last couple of years. So what? What I mean, what? What is a? What is an everlasting memory with you, as far as these particular gentlemen? Well, that's a good question. I mean, on the one hand. If I want to go maybe more general, mm-hmm. I would say one of the things that I think is really unique and one of the cool things over the last decade is just the way that Ned Yost and the way the Royals organization treated Mike Moustakis. Because when he was supposed to be this phenom, and he comes up... Number and, two overall pick. Yep. California. Yep. Records a home run. For, high, for uh, home runs in a high school career yep. season. Yep. All of that jazz. And he's supposed to be this phenom. And he starts out okay, but then he just goes down the toilet, and then he gets dumped into the minors, and everybody's you know calling for him that he ought to be sent down. We should get rid of him. Blah 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 blah. But you know, Ned Ned Yost and, and Dayton Moore and others said no no just be patient. This kid's going to be something special. Ended up being well worth the wait. That's very, for sure. Very much so. Very much so. So in a general sense, that's that was pretty cool to actually see that happen and come to fruition. Uh, but more specifically, I would all just say the events of Game 1 from the World Series against the Mets. I mean, you got Escobar's inside the park home run in the first inning, and then you got Gordon tying it with a home run in the ninth. Who got paid handsomely just for that one swing? Very much so. Very much so. Sorry. But that, that was, but that was just really fun to see, to see the Royals in that game, that season, when they had that, this, that feeling that they never gave up during the regular season in any game. You know, we could be down by four runs in the seventh or eighth inning, but you still would watch the game because there's a good chance we would come back and win the game. And to see it come about in the World Series was really cool. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna throw something out there just a little bit. Um, one of the, I don't have, like, one everlasting memory. I mean, I was fortunate enough to go to game one. That was pretty cool. But one of the things that I just really appreciated and admired of, especially these four, was the heart and passion that they they played with yep the the connection that they had with our community our fan base our city um you know everybody involved felt like they were part of of this whole run that they had yeah magical in 14 and 15. um that's the nice thing about kansas city i mean it it always people don't really realize this but it really is a baseball town more than anything else yeah yeah there's there's a few people in between you know like our our folks' generations, and probably the generation before me, probably my mine, damn millennials. Um, <laughs> but there's there's a there's a period in between to where, I mean, they were they were almost like 
the Cubbies, they were lovable losers. Oh, yeah. They, just, but, they, they never saw it. Um, you know what was really cool? I was thinking about this on my way over here is uh, what game was it that Hosmer invited? Was it after the wild card game in 14 when he invited everybody to the power and light and he put his credit card down yeah. for an hour? Yeah. I mean, how, that, many, yeah. how, how many professional athletes just yep. period, yep. not just in Kansas City, but around the world yeah. have said, hey, everybody, let's go party. Yeah. Let's get... Uh, you know, yeah. uh, you know, F- that uh, was pretty cool. That, that was pretty cool. I mean, you know, and that I think that's why it's going to be so difficult to watch that particular player leave. Yeah, you bring up a good point because that that kind of heart and that passion you can't replace what, that. I know that's not the question you asked. But no, no, but that's a good. I mean, that's a good answer because you just you really can't replace that, and that's something you're definitely going to miss. And, and having that can be very special, you mm-hmm. know, during during a career. That uh, special. I mean, granted, it's just not a start to a career, but I mean, you would like to think that Eric Hosmer, we have not seen the best of him yet. There have no. been there have been pieces of Eric Hosmer throughout the last few years mm-hmm. that you're like, wow, there it is. Same thing with with Moose Mustakas. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I mean, now he's hit the you know most home runs in a single season. It's about flipping time. By the way, did you know that that the Royals still have yet to have a 40 home run hitter? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, in a season. Yeah. You know they're like the only team. Yeah, that's sad. In Major yeah. League Baseball. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah. But you, yeah. Uh, but you know what else is really cool, and uh, you know it, it's been a couple of weeks since since we've spoke to you know our two or three listeners. But um, thanks by the way. When uh, yeah, appreciate that. When uh, Ned Ned pulled them all at the same time. Yeah, that was that, really cool. I mean, that was, that was very class. Little, that was just I mean, class. I'm, I mean, I'm a I'm a grown man here. Some would probably debate that, but I, I actually was moved to some oh, tears. Yeah. I mean, because you you essentially saw. I mean, granted, these kids are what five, six years younger than me, eight, something like that. I don't yeah. know, but you saw them grow from the time that they signed their name on the dotted line. You know, they're holding up their jersey with a big cheese smile because mm-hmm. they're like, I got a ton of money now. Well, then you see all of them leave at once. It'd be different if maybe just one of them leave every every year, every other year. That'd be different. But when you see them all leave at once, it just felt like. A chapter in your life had just closed. I spoke to somebody who was at that game, and as soon as they walked into the dugout, it was almost like there went the air. Yeah. It was very stale. It was just very, because I, I said, well, well, there was a lot of people that were probably pretty emotional about that, as was I. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this particular gentleman said that, you know, it was like you just watched your kids go off to college. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of curious to see what's going to happen with that. Because mm-hmm. I mean, just today now there are rumors that Eric Hosmer might command two hundred million dollars. And I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's not my money. Give it to him. Well, we talked about him maybe getting like maybe <laughs> one twenty, one thirty. But there are rumors now that he might be in the two hundred million dollar range. And if that's true, there's no way in hell the Royals are going to keep him. I'm sorry. I, lo- I do. I love the guy. He's a very handsome gentleman. Very handsome. He needs to stick around, but not for two hundred. I, I didn't know that's that's what made a baseball player was there. He's a handsome attractiveness. guy. Yeah. <laughs> note note to uh, you know the two or three listeners. Uh, maybe we can get some more females. You know, just talking about Eric Hosmer. Good pull right there. Good yeah. job, buddy. But uh, man crush alert. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Chris Bryant. They're 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 some handsome fellas. Yeah. And they're they're pretty good. You know, at playing this game. But two hundred million dollars, man. I mean, it's not our money. It's not. But if you think about it. You put, uh, I mean, it's not going to be a ten-year deal because uh, I think he just he'll be twenty-eight in the off-season. Yeah, I think he's probably. I mean, you're probably looking to maybe five, six max. Maybe. How, yeah, but for two hundred million dollars, yeah. five or six years. I mean, that's ludicrous. 
Well, I mean, that's that's the nature of the game today. Hey, by the way, can we use uh, a ludicrous song as our, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, we, I think we know where he's going. Yeah. Well, maybe we want some pinstripes. Yeah, unfortunately, but not not the not the you know the not the royal, blue not, not the royal blue yeah not the, the blue pinstripes yeah that's uh, correct. It's too bad, you know. It would have been nice, you know, to see. It'd be it'd be cool, but I understand. You know, you got to get your money when you it is a business. It. Yeah, there it is. I mean, yeah. But how cool would it be to say, hey guys, let's let's sign one one more year a piece. Give us give us you know Hosmer say I need I need fourteen million. One year, yeah, yeah. Moose, you need how much? Twelve. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Kane, what do you need? Oh, you need three million. Totally kidding. And then tell them to go spend all the rest of that money on pitching. Yep. Yeah. There it is. Just say, hey, we're going to take a huge discount. Of course, the chances of that are pretty much nil. Well, I think I could have a better shot at running back-to-back marathons in the same day without dying. Nice. Which we know will never happen. No. Because I don't think I would attempt such such a thing. But so. Let's let's just re- recap your memory of, of these core group. Again, is. kind of kind of touching on what you said a moment ago with that whole issue of like the heart and the passion. I mean, just seeing the way, seeing the way the city reacted to Mike Mustakis after he got sent down and he came back. But more importantly, seeing the way that Ned Yost, Dayton Moore, and the organization they had faith in him and they weren't ready to give up on him, and seeing that faith pay off, that helped kind of teach us as fans to have faith in the organization as well. Um, so again, general, I would say that, but more specific, probably just game one, World Series and the Mets. Yeah. I'm going to say riding in a limousine to game one of the World Series. Was, <laughs> Hell was yeah. Highlight. That was pretty cool. Hell yeah. Uh, but no, I, I would I would, I would, would just say that um, watching watching these kids, you know, grow up into, into professionals, Yeah. not only as men, but professional athletes, you know, they... Uh, you never heard their names in the papers for the wrong reasons. No, never. They all did the the necessary things to make, you know, the Kansas City Royals a, su- a success story. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, they have shown, <clears throat> pardon me, the younger kids coming up or the kids that aren't even on the roster yet, this is how things are done. This is how you act. Very good. And I wish them nothing but the best in the future because, you know, there's a good hey, chance we won't have them all. You know, I, you know, right before the season starts, I'm going to tell you my prediction is the Cubs over the Royals in the World Series. <laughs> That's going to happen. Mark, As it is every year. Mark it. All right. We'll make sure of that. <clears throat> so moving on. So let's kind of move away from baseball since that season's all over pretty much. Uh, let's go to the Chiefs. The Chiefs mm. looking at 5-0, and the only undefeated team in the NFL. Indeed. Um, you know, they're on a good roll, and they're looking pretty good. And, and the nice thing about that, kind of segue, is, you know, looking at what the Royals did in, in 2015 and how they had this never-give-up-and-never-die attitude, you kind of see that with the Chiefs this year. So this kind of leads to the question, at one point, will the Chiefs lose? Or will they lose in the regular season at all? Come on now. I mean, you know, you're 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 a realist, right? I'm a realist, but I mean, what's the? I mean, I, there, there's not too many teams in the NFL history that have gone 16 and 0. Well, of course not. <clears throat> I, we've got a gauntlet. When I say we, Kansas City Chiefs fans, we have a gauntlet of a schedule to endure the next. I mean, we we've got Pittsburgh on Sunday. Yep. We remember. I mean, the fact. Remember, we held them out of the end zone last year in the playoff game. Mm-hmm. I was there, and it yeah, was, it was absolute crap that they pushed that game back. But that's. I'm sorry. That, that's yeah. Thank you, Roger Goodell. You, <laughs> that. Um, 
but uh, sorry about that. Uh, we, we might need to edit something there. My apologies. Maybe uh, didn't catch it. Don't worry about it. They, they kept him out of the end zone, which a lot of people are not able to do. Big Ben right. and uh, yep. uh, Le- Le'Veon Bell, yep. you know, A.B. Brown, you know, yep. those guys. Uh, you know, they've got some weapons, man. They really do. Yep. I mean, I, I look at the thing, you know, your question is, is when will they lose? Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't ever want them to lose. Well, of course not. But you got to look at things the way that I look at it is you never put the card before the horse. Like Chris no. Collingsworth said something about, oh, the Super Bowl. It's like, shh, mute. I don't want to hear that. Okay, there's an ass hat for you right there. Well. Sorry, Chris, but yeah, that's your you're, you're kind of a douchebag. Come on. Uh, but you bring up a good point of the Steelers, though, because, I mean, if you look at this weekend, a lot of people say, oh, you know, it'll be easy. We should take them down. And the points right now, we're heavily favored over them. Four and a half. Which is ridiculous. At least it was this morning. It was this morning, but now it's even more. Not that and no, anybody gambles illegally or anything. Never. But, you know, after after what they've been going through and looking what what Big Ben said and how he kind of came out and tried to call out the team kind of in his weird way, it makes you wonder are the Steelers actually going to bond together and rise up to the challenge and try and take down the undefeated team? There is a lot of disconnect I mean, in the locker room right now. There is. And but and the way you actually bring it all together is you kick the King's ass, basically. And that's, that's you know, maybe they're up for that challenge. Maybe they try, but we'll see what happens. I, I personally think, I think we will be able to take them down. Uh, We're playing some really good football. We really are. And I even mean, though, all facets of the game. Well, but, you know, and I was looking at this this morning. It's it, it's kind of shocking what our injury reserve is right now. I didn't realize we had so many people in IR. I really didn't. And some people are going to have to step up on Sunday. They are. I mean, we're going to have to have a lot of people step up. I mean, but, you know, the, and it's not. Po- I mean, it's it's not to say that it isn't possible. It's just, yeah, we'll have to see go, what happens. Goes to show you the organizational depth that we've built. Yeah. Thank you, John Dorsey. <laughs> no kidding to that. Um. So back to the question: When will they lose? I I would. As a non-slight betting man, mm-hmm. I would bet money that they will not run the table. Okay. So we've got we've got Pittsburgh Sunday. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, Oakland is next Thursday night, which quick turnaround. That's correct. Oakland's you know, on the 19th. Yep. Yep. And then you've got Denver. Correct. And then you go to Dallas. Correct. I mean, I, yep. I, I, I don't I don't want to put a little uh, you know hex on things, but those are all really good football teams. They are good, and with the Oakland. The game especially, I think the big X factor is going to be David Carr. Is David Carr going to play? now? He's going to play Sunday. Well, exactly. He is slated to play this Sunday. If Oakland is smart, maybe they choose to sit him because maybe they give him an extra week to get healed. Because if he gets hit, the first time he gets hit this Sunday... It's a weird injury he had in the first place. Well, when you fracture your back and fracture vertebrae, that's there's really no way to... To wait and let that heal, it's just is going to be a long time. They were talking about this morning. Uh, they were talking about that particular injury this morning. And do you remember a couple of few years ago when Cam Newton got in a car wreck? I remember that. Yep. Same same concept. Same thing. Yep. Hurt his back, and he and he played like four days later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yep. What? Yeah. Are, are you guys Gumby? But, but you broke your back. But here's the thing. Looking at David Carr's history. Yeah. He's got this back injury. Oh yeah. Then he then he's last fragile. Year, he's fragile. And if the Chiefs, if they can. Or just anybody. I'm sorry, not the Chiefs this weekend, but when Oakland plays this weekend, if Carr plays and somebody puts a lick on him, then there's a good chance that Mr. Glass may fall to the ground. And if that's we're talking about football, right? Not the Royals. Yes. Okay, I'm just making. You said Mr. Glass. I know. I'm just double. Sorry, that was an unbelievable reference. If for those of you who actually know movies, so 
it's kind of curious to see what whether or not Carr is going to play. And then you brought up Dallas as well, because I, I agree with you, Dallas is going to be tough. And again, the X factor for me there, will Ezekiel Elliott be suspended by that time? Nobody knows. Then hell, for all we know, some of the Dallas players may actually try and take a knee during the national anthem and Jerry Jones sits her ass. Who knows? God dang it, I was really not wanting to get into any of that because I, I do, I get I get angry. I do. I, I can mean, tell you right now, I would bet dollars to donuts. There is no way in hell if Prescott and Elliott and, and, Des and, and Des Bryant, if they sat, Jason Witten, if they sat and took a knee, there's no way Jerry's going to sit them. There's so no back way. to, uh, you know, anyway, when will the Chiefs lose? So when will the Chiefs lose? Tell me, tell me good sir. Again, don't want them to lose, but, you know, um, my biggest question is, is... Look in the crystal ball. What do you see? Is how hungry are they going to continue to be Yeah. if they keep on winning? You know, and it's not like they're just winning. I mean, barely by field goals and such. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are running away in the fourth quarter, kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, now last week against uh, Houston, that was a little different deal because there was a couple garbage things there. But, I mean... Um, I do not see them winning, you know, all of the next four games. I just don't. Am I, am I going to be able to tell you who? No. Because, you, like you said, our injuries, who knows? They're mounting right now. Yeah. I mean, are we going to are we gonna suffer another big blow? I hope not. I hope not. It's yeah. possible. Yeah. I mean, at this rate, we're dropping like flies. Yeah. So, they will not go 16-0, and I do not believe that they will win, uh, what is it, for Pittsburgh, Oakland, Denver, and Dallas. Okay. All right. So sometime, one, one, sometime one in the those. next four weeks. I think I think that uh, if we go four and one against these against these next four games, hey, we're still in the driver's seat. We, so. As of right now, Pittsburgh is second in uh, for home field advantage, mm-hmm. and if we beat them Sunday, we would have a four game advantage on them. That's fantastic. <clears throat> I really really want to be at Arrowhead again, <laughs> in, late late in in the season. Yep. Because that is an absolute freaking blast. That'd be the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Which we will not be able to do any podcasting on uh, Sunday evening because uh, I probably will not know my name. That's a, in the evening. That that might be both of us, my man. Good. So you never know. And and you know you brought up a good point because you said how hungry will the Chiefs be? Mm. I suspect the Chiefs they've got a lot of hunger and a lot of drive because if you look at number one Alex Smith, he's got pressure because he knows Mahomes is coming up. So there's that. But more importantly, look at the defensive side. Derek Johnson, pretty much. The general on the defense, he's on his way out. I mean, he's in the golden years. He's a couple steps slower. So he is probably he's probably motivating that defense, like just lighting a fire under their ass and telling them what to do. Father time's undefeated. And not to mention, if if they use, I hate to see, to say this because it was sad to see, but they could use Eric Berry's injury as kind of motivation and say, let's win this for Eric. You never know. You never know. Another heart and soul right there. Yep, absolutely. Do you think they're going to lose anytime soon? I don't think they're going to lose on Sunday versus the Steelers. However, uh, those next two games are dicey. Those next two games are dicey. And I would say you got a good point between Oakland, Denver, and Dallas. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if one of Three of the four, or I'm sorry, two of the three are on the road, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm. But we'll see. Time will tell, man. Denver's a Monday night game, too. It is. Oh, man, I'm going to have to take off work the next day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not actually a bad idea. Yeah, that's a good <clears> idea. <throat> Speaking of taking off work, since your boys are playing, yeah, let's talk about some MLB playoffs. 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's see what what do we got so far. I mean, well, you've got Houston. They're wait. They're waiting. Yep. Actually, no, they're not. New York won it last. There you night. go. Which, by the way, that was that was sad. I'm just gonna call it right now. That was sad. I. Uh, I'm gonna go on record to say this, and I love Terry Francona. Yep. I, really I know where do. you're going because you and I feel the same about. I mean, how many dang clu- like, clinching games are you gonna lose? Yep. I mean, yep. it's not like it was a laugher. No. You, you by you by far have the superior team. You have the better talent. You know. I yep. think the word of the evening is hunger. How yeah. hungry? Like we we talked about it a couple weeks ago. This Cleveland Indians team reminds us very similarly to the 2015 Royals. Mm-hmm. You know they were in it the year before, mm-hmm. came so close, lost it, just like the Royals. All this good stuff. Boy, they just. I mean, they look disinterested at times. Yeah. I mean, I I, I hate to say that because yeah. I mean, but I was shocked. Yeah. Um, and you bring up a good point because I mean New York was hungrier. Yeah, and the more this happens, it's almost as though when you think of Terry Francona, you think of Choke. I mean, I hate to say it, but he's slowly gaining that reputation instead of being the man who finally won the World Series for the Red Sox kind of thing. You just think of oh look, there's the Choker, because should have closed it out last year in the World Series. You just gave me a great Halloween costume idea instead of the Joker, <laughs> the Choker. Nice. There and just you go. Wear, and just dress up as Terry Francona. Sorry, Terry. I'm sorry. You'll never hear this anyway. Probably. All right. We'll see about that. Sorry that I. That'll be our first that. letter. You'll get, a, you'll get a letter in there. These, these things just crawl up in my old skull sometimes. I just need to keep them tucked away. But uh, So we've got Houston in, in New York. Yep. Okay? Yep. And so the other side, the Dodgers are awaiting. The waiting for the Cubs-Nats. Tonight's game. Yep. Cubs-Nats. Yep. Man, I think um, when we talked about this a couple weeks ago, I mean, we essentially had it penciled in. I think you did. Mm-hmm. Washington and uh, Cleveland. Yeah. That's I think what, you did. I did. I did. And you didn't even have the Dodgers. No, in uh, fact, I had I had, had the Diamondbacks beating the Dodgers. I mean, my, right now my predictions are out the window. I mean, pretty much. This reminds me of NCAA tournament. Yeah, my predictions are out the dang window. Yep, pretty much. Um, that's. I mean, whoever plays the Dodgers, man, that's going to be a great matchup. But who's going to have anything left? I mean, because I mean, Chicago and Washington are both throwing haymakers at each other. Yeah. With, I mean, Strasburg coming back, which, by the way, good night. That guy can flip and pitch. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to see? I mean, I love my Cubs, obviously, but who would not want to see a Clayton Kershaw versus Strasburg Game Seven to go to the World Series? Well, you bring up a good point because if I if I were a member of the Dodgers, I would be rooting for the Cubs because that way I wouldn't have to face Scherzer and Strasburg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And not to mention the Cubs. Let's see, the Dodgers pull a 1.71 ERA versus the Cubs. That's what they had all season. So the Dodgers yeah, but are probably that was a small sample size. It was a small sample size, but you never know. You never know. Well, then I, I keep forgetting Mad Max, you know, the, the husky. You yeah. Know, he's got two different colored eyes, which is really freaky. Yeah. You know, it's freaky. But, I mean, who – and then Gio Gonzalez, everybody – I mean, he gets lost in the shuffle. I mean, he had a phenomenal year. I mean, he could be a Cy Young candidate too. I mean, I feel like we're just repeating everything we talked about here a couple yeah. of weeks ago in regards to the pitching staffs. But um, I think I, I think I discussed that the Cubs' offense was, was not clicking on all cylinders going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That yeah, I mean, Chris Bryant. Oh, where out thou? Oh, where art thou, bat? I mean, yeah. he struck out three times last night. Yeah. I mean, come on, bro. Let's yeah. Let's 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 figure it out. Yeah. I mean, Rizzo, Captain Clutch. I mean, you got to have people on in order to do anything. I mean, I I don't know. I just uh, I don't have a lot of faith going into tonight. I really don't. I I I love I love him. I want him to win. But if I had a hundred dollar bill on it right now, I wouldn't go. No. Get for Chicago. No. I mean, especially if. Uh, 
depending on who, because, you know, Dusty Baker, you know, by the way, how many trees has he cut down to chew on those <laughs> I mean, let's talk about Save the Rainforest. Yep. Talk to that guy. Yep. And then he wants to bring up black mold and all this other stuff in Chicago. Come on, son. You used to coach there. Yeah. You know what the heck's going exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, he kind of did a little... Uh, little showman thing, you know, he's, he named somebody the starting pitcher, and he's like, oh, no, I'm going to Strasburg. Duh. You know, it, it's funny you mention that because one of the things I hear this year especially is managers have so much information now, and there's oh, so yeah. much information, there's so many stats and so many facts that it's almost causing them to begin to second-guess themselves. And I kind of wonder, and I, you know, especially when you look at because yeah, hell, Joe, Joe Madden caught hell for this last year. With Chapman? Yep. Yeah. And now you see more and more managers doing this. Francona's going to catch hell for not starting Kluber in game yep. one. Absolutely. Absolutely. I bet he does. If And, and so I kind of wonder at what point will managers say, you know what? No. I need to be managing with my eyes, not with this piece of paper with, with numbers on it. And you got to go with your feeling. Yeah, got to go with your gut. I mean, you know, I go with it all the time because it's attached. Yeah. But... That's that's what a lot of these uh, you know these managers and bench coaches especially most of the bench coaches are former managers. I mean, oh yeah. But I mean, like Ned mm-hmm. with the Royals, he doesn't care about all that sabermetric nonsense. No, he doesn't. And war and this, that, and the other. Yep. He uh, he goes. He's got a pretty good curveball today. Yep. I'm gonna go with him. He's swinging the bat well today. Let's go with him. Those hands look hot. Yep. I mean, the bats yep. getting through the zone, staying level. Agreed. You know, and that's the thing is, you know, again, god dang millennials, we got we got all these theorems and uh, and equations. It's like, well, this guy, you know, is ISO. It's like, what the heck are you talking about? Does he put the ball in the seats? No. Yeah. Okay. Does he put the ball on the ground? Can he run? Okay. Is he a good ball player? Yeah. Well, defend, I don't care what the metrics say. Because so, you know what? There is a lot of second guessing. I agree with you. Yep. Because there is there's it's information overload. Well, it's not what metrics do. It's what speed do. Oh, I mean, so there you go. Nice. You know, just use use the evidence in front of your face. Yeah. I would like to shift just for one moment, if you don't mind. Yeah, man. What is your feeling on the, this whole Kansas basketball and Adidas that the FBI supposedly has some documents of some sort? Well, you know, I really doubt that. Bill Self, or any major coach for that reason, is going to be singled out. Because I suspect that Patino was selected to kind of be the poster child. and Scapegoat? He, he, well, scapegoat, but more importantly, he was made <clears throat> example of. This way, the other coaches, they now know, okay, wow, we need to maybe clean it up a little bit. I can still do this, but maybe i got to find a better way to do this. Because, I mean, let's be honest. There's no way Patino was the only one doing this. There's no way. Or did he just get the largest check? Maybe he did, or maybe he just didn't cover his tracks as well as maybe Bill or John Calipari, or who knows. So that's that's a big question. Now, again, whether or not they did it, I don't know. I really don't know. And is, is, is it possible? It, yeah, absolutely. Are, is it? Wasn't it supposed to be innocent until proven guilty? Yeah. But now it's guilty until they prove that you're innocent? Ish. That's kind of our society these days. So I read something... Was it yesterday afternoon, evening, or was it this morning? I don't know. Time just runs together anymore, um, which we are almost running out of. Uh, but Marcioni, you know, the uh, – oh, I forgot his title. I'm sorry, Jim. Um, anyway, he said that in Coach Self's contract, mm-hmm. they have a clause in there that he is he cannot get 
individual payment from any of their endorsees. I think endorsers. Endorsers. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but again, you know, who knows? Until you actually are, are are down there in the tunnels with them, you have no idea what's going on. Then the biggest issue seems to be not so much kickback going right to the coach, but the coach kind of being the middleman between, say, Adidas or Under Armour or Nike and then to the player. The coach kind of is, is the arranger and is kind of the middleman and helps to funnel the money into the family of the player. And so that's the big no-no because essentially you're looking at lots of... Lots of laws being broken there, both NCAA and some federal as well. And see, I, I maybe it just shows that you know my uneducation, I guess. That so so that these AAU programs they're sponsored by Adidas. We know Adidas just hands them gobs and gobs and gobs. Of course, shoes, athletic wear, you know, whatever, swag or swag, whatever they call it now. Sorry, yeah. I'm not hip, but. <laughs> You're not a millennial. So, uh, thank, thank God. But, so my question is, is... By the way, all the millennials who listen to this show, we, we really do love you. Troy loves you. I, I really do. It's yeah, just, you do. You're, you're just an easy target because everybody... Everybody know, uses that for yeah. target. Yeah. But my question is, is so let's, let's, just, let's just use Andrew Wiggins. That's a no- name that everybody knows. Sure. Which, by the way, congratulations to him and Joel Embiid on uh, both yeah. of their contract extensions. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. But, so he was an Adidas guy, right? Okay, he wanted to wear Adidas. That's why you didn't go to Duke, Carolina, Kentucky, you know, blah, blah, yep. blah. Yep. Kansas is the best Adidas school. That's where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out, well, hey, my buddy over here that gave me all this swag, swag, whatever, you know, when AAU ball said, hey, man, you should, why don't you go play at Kansas? We're going to give you a lot of cool stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to do that. Yep. I mean, I don't see any harm, no foul there, but that's just me. Now, yeah. if, 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 the, if, the, if the coach is benefiting from it, if the player's family's benefiting from it, especially the player's family, that's illegal. Right. I mean, that's that's a violation. And that's that's but a is, big no-no. But is it is it you know when you when you just scored forty nine points in a twelve minute game you know an AAU ball, that you know the guy comes up, hey man, good job. I see you're unsigned. Yeah. Why don't you go to Kansas? Because well, you hit on the point right there. I mean, it's all about money. Sure. There's those, there's, it's business. This is this is why it'll never change. And anyway. honestly, speaking of money, just real, real quick. Real quick wrap up. I can tell you why no other coach is going to be singled out. Because if they begin to single out all these other big name coaches, college basketball and the NCAA, they would lose money big time. That's why they're just going to use Patino and then they're done. I hope. Yeah. But we'll Man. see. We'll see. Boy, that felt like it went fast. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks when I do. Well, all, thank you all, all for listening. And thank you for taking time to listen to the main event with Spring and Wing. And we'll see you on the flip side. Have a good one.